Back out to the Blues captain, Petrangelo. Broken up by Couture. Here he comes. Looks to get past Petrangelo. Short-handed opportunity. He scores! Here comes Couture. He scores! And he prays! Slot for Bozak. Drops it off. Edmondson. Now to Bortuzzo. Backhand shot. He scores. Robert Bortuzzo gives the Blues a 3-2 lead with his first career postseason goal. That was slick. That was very slick. everything welcome back to the two guys no cup podcast it is monday may 13th not friday the 13th mm, it fell on a monday this month <laughs> it often doesn't fall on friday but it's always friday the 13th in our hearts when you're a blues fan <laughs> but things went pretty well for the blues as we'll discuss a four to two Victory over the San Jose Sharks. We are, of course, coming to you from our exuberant and colorful studios in the French Quarter in New Orleans, where I spent the weekend, which is why we couldn't record. I was very boring. I didn't do anything super exciting or exotic that the people would listen to, but I had a terrific time and ate wonderful food with did wonderful you eat, friends. Did you eat gumbo? I did, and it was phenomenally good, mm-hmm. and I watched people drink beer. I also drank some beer, but mostly I watched other people <laughs> drink beer. I like to think you just watch them from a corner, <laughs> just like, yeah. Intently. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You mm, drink that beer. Mm, mm. Mm. Uh, no, it was it was a friend's bachelor party. There were six of us. Um, it was a wonderful time. It was really great. We played a lot of Smash in our hotel room while it was raining, Super Smash Brothers. I bought a Switch. It was terrific. It was a great time. How many Mario hats out of ten Mario hats would you give? The trip? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, oh, 9.5. Easily. Mm. So I guess the last one is winking. That's why, you know, it has the It's got a face now, yeah. Yeah, and it's winking, so that's the .5. But it was fun. It's wonderful. These people were like... Not, you know, they weren't all, like, elite, but they were all very good, and I am not great to begin with and rusty, and so I usually wasn't winning. Like, I was good enough to kind of hold my own, and I got better, but I was getting, like, juggled off the map and a lot of shit that I can't do yet because I haven't practiced enough and don't know the theory and stuff, and they they say things like, use your nair, and I'm like, what? (laughs) What? For my my legs? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Who's your um, favorite character to play as? My go-to is... Don't be lame. Still Donkey Kong? That's fine. Okay. I'll let it slide. I like all the sword boys from Fire Emblem. Yeah. They're, um, they're always high on the tier list. Who did I discover? I kind of like Inkling. I don't think I've played as Inkling. And she's, she slash he is very high on the tier list oh. uh, these days. Um but I didn't, yeah, I haven't gotten to try a ton of the characters yet. Yeah. So that'll be one of the fun things I will do when I get it. Um, maybe we can have a two, a two Guys No Cup Smash Brawl somewhere sometime. Mm. That'd be fun. Hit us up. Hit us up if you're eagerly awaiting it. <laughs> uh, why don't we talk about some hockey? You want to do that? We haven't done that in a few days. Mm-hmm. I suppose. And what hey, a roller coaster. This is good. I had given up all hope at one point tonight. So mm-hmm. it's good. We're at a good place. It's 1-1. One, one. <laughs> 
We your, technically your voice is very high. As we, you're saying, I'm us. very, very good. I'm very this tired. So good. I drove ten hours today. I was up at seven a.m. New Orleans time, which is <laughs> our time. But but way don't more tell the people slow, that. Uh, southern gravy ridden. <laughs> And I am up doing this podcast for the people. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, technically we have full command of this series now. We won't use it, but we do. Yeah, we will abuse it. Uh, San Jose Sharks versus St. Louis Blues Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I was in New Orleans. I was in the gumbo shop. I was there with an actor from Chicago Fire who I do not know, Yuri Sadarov or something, I think is his name. He wasn't Slam like dunk. in our party. He just happened to also be there. Did you cough under your breath? Were you like, Yuri! <coughs> Chicago Fire. <laughs> no, we didn't figure out who he was until after we left the restaurant. We just had that general air of like, are we in here with a famous person? We're in here with Yuri a famous Sadarov. person. Yuri Sadarov. And then I took a sneaky photo of him. Not that wasn't probably sneaky at all, but just sneaky enough to get his face and then it was sent out to friends of friends and somebody I did. He could be a hockey player with that name. Oh, he sure could, but he's not. He's a firefighter and a bad one. Mm. And speaking of putting out fires, no one can put out the flaming (laughs) red-hot Logan Couture who scored the opening goal of this series three and a half minutes into the first period of game one, assisted by Gustav Nyquist and Timo Meyer. As I was saying, I was in this restaurant with these people very poor reception because like all New Orleans buildings, you're basically in a dungeon below sea level. <laughs> and um I got the update that it was one nothing and I was like, cool, series over. <laughs> and then I didn't I'd occasionally get one of the texts from you or Justin yeah. and that would be it. And then I kind of got the idea that it wasn't that pretty and I walked out at 3-1 or 4-1. 4-2, I think. You looked at your phone and you're like, this is how Hurricane Katrina felt. <laughs> yes, I sure did. Too soon, but wonderful. Um, it was uh, it was flooding down there this time, too. It It's below yeah. sea level. The water people. is supposed to be where you are. <laughs> you should not be there. <laughs> Uh, Petro got pushed over by Meyer in the neutral zone. Meyer took possession of the puck and dropped it to Nyquist. Edmondson couldn't take away the two-on-one pass Nyquist made to Couture, and Couture slams the buck. Slams the puck to the, the back of the net. The here, says my notes. Says the net. Um, you saw this goal. What did you think? It sucked. Um, <laughs> Petrangelo... Got beached in the back mm. by Timo Meyer. Beached whale. It was great. Uh, mm. I mean, I guess it's a cross check, but also be strong on your skates, Petro. Just stand up, be a man. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it just wasn't great. And it was a bang bang two on one. I feel like we don't see that very often from the Blues. I take note of things that other teams do that we do not. <laughs> There's quite a few, and I was like, wow, what a great goal. You want to talk about some of these notes you made since you watched this game? Yeah, the. Blues looked slow against the Sharks to start. They looked really slow. The Sharks forecheck was just all over them. You can make all your little Sharks puns. They were circling. They smelt blood. That's just the rest of the podcast. I could do that. I could put it very quietly under the entire podcast. Sure, drive our listenership <laughs> right to the ground. Right into the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Blay nailed Carlson along the boards. That was pretty dope. They did seem to be targeting Carlson all... Eric or Melker? Oh, Eric, of course. No one gives a shit about <laughs> Melker Carlson. Can we just call Melker Melker if yeah. we have to refer to him? Fair enough. Okay. That's who I'll, that's what I'll remember him as. <laughs> the, the NBC broadcast, which has been... We'll talk about it. Oh, just oh. atrocious. Pointed out that we were targeting Carlson. And for that, I will give them credit. It did seem to be the case. Uh, like I said, Sharks 4 check was like white on rice, but the Blues did score a goal, 9-13 in the first. It appeared to be a Jaden Schwartz goal, but it was actually Joel Edmondson that got a piece of it right before it went in. Uh, Schwartz actually helped defend and take down Couture on a breakaway in the Blues end. What a novel concept. Oh, yeah. It was what a, a twist. Oh, the takedown was a little bit of a push, but it was not a penalty. But Couture went hard in the boards, and of course, you know, San Jose is all pissed off about that. We'll discuss. Yeah. Then you have uh, 
Vladimir Tarasenko taking the puck up ice into the Blues offensive zone. A drop pass to Jaden Schwartz. A successful one. A well-thought-out drop pass. Congratulations, Blues players. You did it. And then Jaden Schwartz fires the puck on net. It looks like his goal again. Joel Minson tips it just past Martin Jones. Great. Fantastic. Jaden Schwartz, um, we've talked about before. A player that barely existed this season is now... Favorite? Yeah, Con Smythe favorite for this team for sure, right? Especially after tonight, as yeah, we'll discuss. For sure. Jay Bomeister took the first penalty by the Blues since the first period of game six. And it felt right. <laughs> that he should do it. <laughs> that he should be the one. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then Pareko breaks Kane's stick on a slash, and now the Blues face a one minute five on three. I tweeted out at the time that if the Blues killed this five on three, we would win the game. They did not kill the five on three. They bailed me out of my tweet. Thank you, Blues. Um, it's a it's a five on three. You know, it's not. I, you get scored on. It just happens. What are you gonna I do? mean, we, we don't wouldn't. score, no. but the other teams, God, no. easy peasy. Uh, Pavelski fired a puck from Jordan Bennington's right. I believe he stopped with his pad. It kind of rolled up the top of his pad. Pavelski with his underrated hand-eye coordination, very underrated. Smack the puck in out of midair, and by midair I mean like two inches off the ground. Just a baseball player, that guy. In another life, in this life, I bet he could play right now. So underrated. I'm sorry that this is about to get graphic. How many inches was Pierre taking on Joel Pavelski <laughs> after this goal? Oh, because there's the whole nothing... nine yards. <laughs> 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 I don't want to think about that. There is nothing Pierre loves more. Of all the things he loves, talking about like random peewee coaches and like when mentioned name dropping Jaden Schwartz's coach at Colorado College, which you know he loves to do. Mm-hmm. The thing he loves most, the thing this whole broadcast team loves most, is talking about Joe Pavelski and deflections. Mm-hmm. It's like friggin' cocaine to them. <laughs> So I bet it was unbearable. I bet it was. Mm-hmm. Well, the start of this game tonight, he Edmondson fired a puck, and it looked like Joe Pavelski stopped the puck with his magical stick work, and so Pierre was all over him about his stick work. And then they saw the, the replay, and Joe Edmondson just errantly fired a puck into the <laughs> chest of Joe Pavelski, to which I believe Pierre said, oh, you know, it looks like he fired in his chest, but you got to think that Joe would have got that puck if it would have been fired around him. So he made a mistake, and he just doubled down on Slav and his mm. knob. Fucking great. Great stuff, Pierre. Tasty. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where did I leave my notes? Blues slow on the four-track and getting very little zone time. Yeah, you said it. You said it. I wrote it. You said it. <laughs> and Blue's getting more time in the ozone towards the end of the period. They shore up the defense a little bit. How would that would last the rest of the game? Oh, it would not. Oh, okay. I mean, the third period is just a blitzkrieg of just bullshit. Um, I mean, Dunn gets a penalty. It probably should have been Bozak called for the penalty. It's fantastic. Bozak trips the guy. He kind of falls into <laughs> Dunn, and they're like, you're going. You should have got out of the way. It's fantastic. Um, Schwartz almost capitalizes on a late shorthanded two-on-one with a pass from Sunquist. Jones is a great save. I, I mean, it was the best save I've seen Martin Jones make this season. I haven't seen him make many. So no one has. Hats off to else. him. Kevin LeBanc scores a goal, assisted by Joe Thornton. It's LeBanc's fourth of the se- or for the postseason. Thornton's fifth assist. Edmondson tries to clear the zone by putting the puck up center ice, but Thornton picks off the puck in the neutral zone. Thornton gets the puck to LeBanc, who cuts to the slot to score. Edmondson and Petrangelo both know don't know whether to take LeBanc or take the other Sharks player, so both of them do neither. It's literally Edmondson going, I'll take the guy streaking to my left, no, I'll take LeBanc, and that's Petrangelo going, oh, the guy streaking to his left is now to my left, I'll take LeBanc, and they both decide it right as he fires the puck, and it goes past Bennington. Great stuff by our defense this game. It was awful. Literally every mistake they made went in the back of the net. I'm trying to think when I tuned into this. I don't think I was here yet, because I did come back to the game and watch um, like the second. I definitely saw the done part, but go ahead and go for the rest of it. We have one more shining beacon. I guess we have like two, but really it's just the one. Blues goal by Ryan O'Reilly in the second period. His third of the postseason assisted by David Perron and Sammy Blay. 
Perron shoots the puck from a severe angle, and Jones gives up a rebound right to O'Reilly. Jones comes out of the net to cut the angle on O'Reilly. O'Reilly kind of does a pump fake, curls and drags the, the puck around Jones as he's come out to cut down the angle, and he puts it on the back of the net. It was a great little fake move by Ryan O'Reilly there. Uh, Heads-up play, I guess you would say, for being able to see that Jones was probably a little too far out on him when he shouldn't have been. A nice move, but even better that this was scored, I believe, less than 90 seconds after the Levant goal. So keeps it a one-goal game, 3-2. So you're thinking... The Blues are a road team. They're a road battling team, road warriors. They talk about their their record up until this point. They were 5-1 and one on the road. So I think I even tweeted out, man, you got to believe in this team on the road. You really got to. And that was about as positive as I was all night long. Because then the Sharks score a goal by Timo Meyer, his fourth of the postseason, assisted by Logan Couture. Couture pokes the puck off Pareko's stick right as the puck is about to exit the zone. Meyer collects the rebound and beats a flat-footed Bowmeister to the outside. Amazing speed and moves by Meyer on a Forsberg-like move to score. We saw Tarasenko score this on, I don't think it was Lundqvist in that, but whatever Rangers netminder it was at the time. No, I don't think it was him either at that point. That was some other oh, backup. This was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. That was like when he did, yeah, did a little Forsberg move. Everyone freaked out. Mm-hmm. It was like amazing. Uh, great goal by Meyer. Fucking Colton Pareko, man, on this. And hear me say, Colton Pareko's had a great postseason. But Jesus, it was just <laughs> the most egregious turnover. Right when he did it, I was like, that cannot be good. And then it was not good. And I can't blame Jay Bomeister because he's thinking, we're getting out of the zone. I'm going up ice. And then it is completely in reverse as Meyer goes the other way on him. And then just a great move. I can't blame Bennington either. You just you bite on it. What are you going to do? And, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, that's a game. Timo Meyer gets another goal off of Dunn. Uh, fucking woof-tastic. He's just, I don't know if he's trying to bank it that off Bennington. I for sure. I don't know if he's trying to get it to somebody. Good. Just bounces off Dunn, who's completely unprepared. He's just kind of standing there. Bounces off a stick and in. Uh, that was game. Every goal was game. <laughs> but at least you don't spell Edward with an O-U-A in the middle. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you got that. Mm-hmm. And Bozak scored the hope spot, the late hope yeah. spot. Ooh, 5-3. Couture buried the empty netter. He has four goals already in this series. Maybe somebody take out one of his knees. Yeah. I'm not naming names, but Alex Steen yeah. could do that. Great. Great. <laughs> Just a hip check to the knees. So, 6-3, you have any more thoughts on this one? It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I know... We got more shots. Yeah, I know a lot of Blues hopeful were saying at the time, you know, it's Blues mistakes. The Blues mistakes were what killed them. It wasn't that the Sharks necessarily, like, were the better team overall. It was just that the Sharks didn't really make mistakes, and when they did, the Blues didn't capitalize on them, and the Blues just made more. And they're right. I just didn't have confidence that the Blues would stop making these mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, And they didn't entirely. Not completely, but, but <laughs> that's what I was worried about. I was really worried that this game was going to be a tight game, but we were going to lose it by you know one goal, two goals, and people were going to rest on, hey, man. A loss, but we were we were working on it. We got closer, and I was like, it doesn't it doesn't matter when you're down two in the series. I hate losing the first game. I mean, everyone that loses the first game hates losing the first game, mm-hmm. but it just puts you immediately on this weird like, do we change? Do we need to change something? or Do we not need to change something? That's the immediate question. Yeah. Do we need to change something now, or do we not? And I give the Blues props, uh, Brube and the coaching staff, especially. There were questions in the media during the third or the second intermission. Do they need to put in Jake Allen? Do they not need to put in Jake Allen? Do they need to relieve Bennington and maybe kick this team in the butt and put Allen in? Or do they need to just keep Bennington in and let him play? And I'm glad that they did keep Bennington in. None of the goals are really his fault. Mm. And on top of that, like, I don't know. What is Jake putting Jake Allen really going to make this team go, oh, we get it. We fucked up. They should already know. They already know that. I've never quite understood that. Yeah. Like, they're five-year-olds. Like, they don't get that they screwed up. Like, oh, they put in the other goalie. Must have been our fault. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course it was. We all know. We all know. You know when the poll is for the goalie. You know when the poll is for the team. Yeah. And it was for the fucking team if they did it. And I tweeted it out at the time. I think I replied to somebody, actually. If... 
Jake Allen touches the ice during play. On purpose. Yeah, the <laughs> series over. The series over is the over. And that's not really roasting Jake Allen, but it's like you're you're that's, ice cold. You haven't played in flag. so long. That's the white flag of surrender yeah. to me. What's the who's the backup for the Sharks? Aaron Dell. Yeah, Same if Aaron Dell goes in, and I know Martin Jones has been pretty shitty generally over the course of the entire oh, season. Aaron so much. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing. And even if it was okay, it's like you're putting in a cold goalie for your series in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. No, and we've we said we never wanted them to really pull Elliot when they put in Allen. Uh, was it during the Minnesota series? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm resting on the opposite. Don't pull Bennington ever. Even if he's having a really wonky game, I would bet that dude's confidence that he could like pull a crappy period into two really good periods yep. in a game. I agree. For sure. And you got to give him the opportunity. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Good. Well said. Uh, there were 76 hits in this game between the two teams. Yeah, it was a rough and tumble to start. The Blues get made a little chippy at the end. Uh, we don't have the quote in front of us unless you look it up, but I know uh, I know Pete DeBoer was not happy about oh, how chippy it got. Oh, thank you. I almost forgot. We almost got to sleep tonight, yeah. Ian. <laughs> but let's talk for just a minute about Pete DeBoer, because this is two times in a row. This motherfucker has pulled <laughs> this shit. I try not to swear. I, can't, I, I talk about Pete DeBoer, and I see red. I just see red. I, I, this must be what the Bulls in Pamplona feel like. Because it's just fury and rage. Um, Pete DeBoa. Yeah, I mean, you all saw his comments probably by now about talking about how the game was too chippy and they didn't like it and there weren't enough penalties called on the Blues and the the masterstroke of we talked to the refs about it and they said they'd address it or something to that effect. This is twice in a row, two series in a row, where that dweeby little shit has said, after a game where he got far more of the penalty calls... Yeah, four to one. ...that the refs weren't doing their jobs and calling enough penalties. And listen, listen. Gamesmanship, bravo. Mm. You gotta do it. But you don't. You do not have to do it. Because Craig Peruby would never pull that shit. He just wouldn't. I don't... It's an excuse. It's a bullshit excuse, and you're winning. You don't need to make excuses. Yeah, you won the game, dude. I never understood that. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. You know, he was on the hot seat when they were awful earlier this year, Mm -hmm. and part of me was like, man, they can fire him, but I don't know that they're going to find better, and I think that's kind of true, but I also don't know that he's, like, a great coach. Mm -hmm. I think he's just there. I think he's there, and he's balding, and he resembles a, a balding person, and he a sucks. A grizzled Pierre. He looks like a grizzled he Pierre. is the worst, and I despise him, and that's the end of that. I just, oh, I do not Or like is him. it? We'll probably talk about <laughs> him more, but let's go ahead and talk about the next game. My notes jumped all the way to the top. All the way up, they say. Tell us what we were talking about in episode one of this podcast, Mm. which are not in these Google Doc notes. Good question. Let me go for a deep dive. Going into game two, I felt scared. So scared, so scared. I mentioned how I thought it was going to be a close game, but the Blues were going to lose it. I I just didn't see a splitting the series. They had to. They had to. I didn't see it happening. You might see a trend here, folks. I just don't see the Blues doing anything positive. And then they do it, and I'm surprised. the Blues doing negative things. And I felt the same way, and the Blues tried to qualm those fears Mm -hmm. by scoring an early goal. What a novel concept. Jaden Schwartz with his ninth of the playoffs. Vladimir Tarasenko and Joel Edmondson assisting. Joel Edmondson. Oh, uh, a point per game in this post- season series so far uh yeah Petrangelo took a heavy shot here Eddie couldn't bury the rebound but it bounced back to Schwartz he gave it to Vova who gave it back and drifted towards uh Schwartz drifted towards the center and took the shot and beat Jones high because Martin Jones not great no there's been this whole narrative about how good he's been this playoff, and mm. I wonder if teams just haven't been shooting on him good. <laughs> you didn't shoot it in good enough <laughs> nights. 
I don't like. Maybe. Uh, maybe he's had a couple of games where he's been like red hot fire, like any goalie could have his day. Yeah, or has he just been like adequate, but which is really good for him? I wonder now. if that's what I think. That's probably what it is. I think that's just been like he hasn't been a flaming garbage heap, and the whole narrative on the Sharks coming into the playoffs. And I did it too, so I'm not blaming anybody. But it was all about like. I don't think they can win with him and Ned. Yeah. And now they're like in the semifinals with him and Ned, and it's like, well, fuck. I guess they I can. I guess he has to be good. But he has not hit that Kawhi Leonard winning the game single-handedly space. Mm-hmm. He's a basketball Ooh, player. Two guys, one bucket. Oh, nice. And what a bucket it was. Let's talk for 15 mm. minutes about the Toronto Raptors. That's no, also our kidding. KFC podcast. <laughs> Where we just review different KSC menu items from different mm-hmm. locations. Yeah, I like the double down. <laughs> Who gives a shit about bread? This is eight extra crispy bucket sides of mac and cheese from Weidman location. <laughs> uh, yeah, Schwartz gets the early one. That was a great start. First period. Didn't look great, I guess, by the numbers. I thought we looked pretty okay, but the numbers tend to disagree with me. Do you have those in front of you? I do. It's going to take a second because things like to load slow. Mm. Well, I like to drink slow, so... Water, actually. Sodi pop, not not alcohol. As we already discussed, I'm very white. (laughs) And I guess white people drink, too. I'm just... I'm very waspy. Waspy? What does that mean? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Wow. Yeah. I I thought I did not know it was an acronym. No, it is. It is. And people, people. that's why you come to the Two Guys, Two Guys No Cup podcast. You learn things. So I'm not a wasp. No, because I guess you're a wasp. A wasp? <laughs> that seems fair. We did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we stalled. In the first period, we had 34.1%. Corsi four, so not great, not great didn't, by really any measure. Great. How were the shots? We had six to their nine. Is that at all strengths or six nine? Nice, nice. <laughs> Is that at all strengths or just five on five? That's all strength. Cool. So not great, but I didn't think it looked terrible. No. I felt worse about a two minute period in the second than I did the whole game. Uh, granted, we were talking about a lot of Game of Thrones things in the first mm-hmm. period, so I may have been distracted. You basically explained the whole show to me. Yeah, I And how it's all a metaphor for why something is something else. You gotta break the wheel, Stephen. Mmm, do it. Break and the wheel. And she's breaking the wheel. Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show, if that's who does yeah. that song. I don't know if it is. Rock Me Mama. Anyway. Blue's Goal... Second period, Vince Dunn. We're both very it tired. Back. We're off the rails. Vince Dunn scores his second of the postseason. Seems like he's done a lot more than that. I know, right? Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron assisting. What a cycle. When you cycle the puck in the zone, I've always said, I always say this, good things <laughs> happen. Uh, Face off one to Bortuzzo. Who passed to Perron in the circle, who passed to O'Reilly along the board, who skated back a little bit and passed to Dunn in the on the along the blue line. He skated in and fired his pretty little wrist, wrister and beat Martin Jones. Real easy again, Martin Jones. Not so good. Get pucks on him. Just constantly get pucks on him and mm. keep them high. That's but this whole like this whole playoffs we haven't been getting pucks high. I feel like we could have won all of these series in like five or six games. <laughs> we just, if we did just that. shoot high. <laughs> I think I've tweeted too this last game that I was like, just shoot as many pucks as you can from all over the place on Martin Jones because there is a bad Martin Jones in there. That guy existed all season long. He did not get rid of him. Mm-mm. He's most certainly there. Maybe if you get the right shots on him, you can bring him out. It's possible. I'll tell you about right shots, though. We were feeling pretty good about this Vince Dunn goal. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Martin, somebody, Sorensen. Martin Sorensen? I'm probably he, wrong. what, interfered with in heavy... Air quotes. Joel Edmondson. Oh, yeah, they like tapped skates. Woof. 
I'm no fan of the Sharks, but woof. The irony here, by the way, was that Mike Milbury had already fired his that's a weak penalty call bullet. I'm sure he did again. By this point, we'd muted him and played KMOX. Great decision, by the way. Oh, so much better. But Mike Milbury did his... um, Weak penalty call on one of the earlier Blues power plays, which was a trip that was blatantly a trip. I mean, maybe just don't call it because it's the playoffs, but like his stick was down and one of our guys tripped over it. That's pretty black and white. And he did that's a weak penalty call. And his whole commentary ended with something like, oh, well, (laughs) which is like blatantly partisan. That's blatantly. What the fuck? Their whole announcer group, minus, I guess, Kenny Albert, really, is like super pro Sharks. And we're not normally those people. We're not. I really think we have established that we are not. We kind of, last series and with the Jets series, I kind of fought the idea. Mm -hmm. Because every, every team thinks that. There, that the national announced team is biased against mm-hmm. them. That's why everyone hates Joe Buck. I'll tell you this. Sorry, folks, it ain't because he's a bad announcer. Because he's not. He's a great announcer. But you hate him because you think he's against your team, which he's not. But anyway, that tangent's not worth going down. <laughs> the point is, we're usually not those people. But it's just impossible to not to deny with this team. I mean, there's the Thornton thumb-sucking yeah. Which I could go on a 20-minute rant about. We just don't have the time. We're very tired. But (laughs) Thornton is a trash bag. We all know he's a trash bag. He's the same dirt bag that murdered David Perron, cost him 97 games, and tried to deny responsibility like a little bitch. He's a little bitch. (laughs) Isn't he a headshot, Thomas Nosek? Like just oh yeah, three weeks Remember ago. Remember when he speared Paul Stastny too? He yeah. got a game misconduct. He's a piece of shit. Didn't he say he that just is on that David Perron hit? Didn't he say he had like friends oh, of his? Don't like you don't don't you make me go him, down that road? Texting him like I yeah. don't know why that was a penalty. He said Perron ran into him, mm-hmm. and then he had probably three dozen texts from friends and fellow <laughs> players saying, "I can't believe you even got a penalty for that." What kind of like? What a little shit! That also has to be bullshit. No, that's like such a straight lie. So it was the way you say that is such a straight lie. Oh, I had lots of friends tell me that shouldn't have been a penalty. Who communicates that? Who would text that to you? So it was right in the Tom Wilson, that kind of person. It was right in the wake of the introduction of head hits. Yeah. So, like, I think that season was the first one, which was 2010, by the way. What the fuck, NHL? (laughs) But that's a different story. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with this story... YouTube Joe Thornton versus or Joe Thornton David Perron. You can YouTube Joe Thornton versus Alex Petrangelo because Mister isn't Captain Material doesn't stand up for his teammates was the first person on the scene punching the shit out of Joe Thornton. But I digress. Um, <laughs> look at YouTube the hit and then read uh, Greg Wachinski's article with Perron from earlier this week. Really short, relatively speaking. Quick read, just kind of like Perron talks about how it really has affected his whole career and he doesn't like thinking about it, and then it has the quotes from the time. And it really, to, to Wyshynski's credit, and they've talked a, a lot about Puck on Puck Soup about how they're all in on the pro Thornton narrative, which is shitty. Uh, I'm glad he took a look at it because somebody needed to. The national media is just ignoring it. I posted that picture the other day from a recent, like, from the NOSIC hearing, mm-hmm. actually, where they were like, Joe Thornton has no history of questionable hits yeah. <laughs> or foul play, which, by the way, isn't true anyway. Yeah, like, without you talk the piranha. To, you talk to fans of the Ducks or whoever, and granted, they're biased, they're big rivals, but, like, you talk to other NHL players, you go on NHL Reddit, everybody knows this guy's a dirty asshole, mm-hmm. and fucking... The media just doesn't give a shit. He has so many assists. Because he hasn't done enough, and he's got a big bushy beard, and he hasn't done enough... Remember when he posed nude for a moment? That was fun. He hasn't done enough really awful stuff to, like, 
warrant the ire of people who are like, you know, the people who are like, I'm all for physicality, mm-hmm. but Tom Wilson needs to tone it down a notch. Not yeah. the 10 notches that Tom Wilson actually needs to tone it down, but a notch or two. Play the game hard, but don't play it that hard. Yeah, over. don't cross the Have line. Have a little, not a lot. <laughs> We'd rather you get drunk at home. Um, and he hits David Perron. He hits Thomas Nosek. He's not hitting, like, stars of the league. No, because he's got no balls. Yeah. <laughs> David Perron when he was 12, too. Not David Perron full-grown man now, but... Yeah, it's uh, oh, fuck. I don't even know how we got really got down this tangent. Oh, the 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 <laughs> fucking commentary team. So they're all in on that, and then the the beyond that, they're like, "Well, Couture's a god. If we get Couture's great, that's a fine. That's it. a fine. Pavelski's a god. Yeah. Pavelski's great. You know, in a vacuum, if we weren't the team facing him, motivational story coming back from the head injury and still playing in the mm. playoffs. Great." But it's just the whole thing. It's just like, Jesus. But Brett Burns is great. Eric oh, Carlson, God. great. How good is Mark Edward Vlasic? When, mm. by the way, terrible. Been really bad this season. Really bad. Like, mm. the metrics, not kind to Vlasic this year. But do they care? Fuck no. <laughs> He's a name that they know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just intolerable. And so we muted him. We turned him off. <sighs> That was the best decision ever. At least two when you get to listen to Camo X when the Blues are playing bad, they like give it to them. Mm-hmm. Even NBC will do. You know they can't be that mean. They're like, oh, well, you know that's a blown tire by Bertuzzo. You don't want to see that there. At least you get like Kerber going, oh my god, or whatever. And it's like, thank you. You're you're really verbalizing how I feel at this point. I love Kerber. I feel like he's in it with us. Even Joey Vitale is pretty positive. Was like. The stuff they're doing is, like, inexcusable for these two minutes we're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's just, ugh, it's rough. I don't remember exactly where we jumped off, but I think it was on the interference call on uh, Sorensen oh, yeah, yeah. against Edmondson that led to a penalty on which a team scored. We had a power play and a team scored. What team do you think it was? (laughs) That sounds really good for this power Mm, play. I was thinking if there's a goal on this power play... Three nothing. We've got it. We've 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 locked it away. It's in the lockbox. We win this game. There was a goal on this power play. It was by Logan Couture. <laughs> I'm making head motions that are very good as the audio visual element of this podcast. Alex Petrangelo can fuck all the way off. <laughs> and I love Petrangelo. We've been his starkest defenders. But I've said, we've both said many times now, off the power play. Yeah, get I'll off get the him point, off the fucking man. power play. He literally can't handle the he puck cannot, at the blue line. Like, I, if he can't put it on net and he can't distribute it, at least keep it in the zone. But he can't do that either. I think neither of us have ever claimed to be, like, expert hockey analysts. No. Or, like great spectators of the game where where we're going to catch every little detail. Or even really just stand-up people. (laughs) (laughs) Very questionable morals. Yeah, we've never made any positive claims about ourselves. But my point in all that is, if we're saying something's a problem, it's probably a fucking problem. <laughs> like, if, we're, if it's bad and frequent enough mm-hmm. for us to notice it, Craig Berube should have noticed it long ago. I was like, at least they eventually did notice it this game. <laughs> yes. It seemed like that was the most blatant way that to was show like them. like the tipping point, He's finally. Like, I but... guess we have to not have you on the point because of what happened. <laughs> Because of the incident. Yeah. Um, per, so Perron made an ill-advised backhand pass to Petrangelo. Ill-advised both because it was a little awkward and mostly because it was Petrangelo. <laughs> and Petrangelo, to his credit, kept the puck in, which would have been, like, in the hindsight, would have been better if he'd let it go out. But he kept it in, and then he tried a pass, which Logan Couture, of course, blocked, and it was off to the races Couture Beats Bennington on the ice. Bennington doesn't do a great job hugging the ice. Kind of just died in that. It I wasn't mean, that's great, what it looked like. But it's a breakaway. We made the breakaway excuse a lot of times for Jake Allen, 
but he never saved any of them. So at least this is one of the few Bennington's allowed on the breakaway. Yeah, everybody so, gets one. Yeah, indeed. Um, speaking of one, he's about to have a second, because guess what? <laughs> Logan Couture, two minutes later, got another breakaway. This time it was Vince Dunn who was the bad boy. And Jaden Schwartz. Dunn passed to Jaden Schwartz, who tried to enter the zone. In a no-no area, <laughs> big no-no area. Where did there the were lots zone of sh- touch you? There were lots of sharks, sharks swarming, and one of them was Logan Couture. Meyer, actually, one of them was Timo Meyer, who got the puck and found Logan Couture on a stretch pass on the breakaway. Bennington too far out of net again. Not his fault. Play was going the other way just two seconds ago. Beats him five hole, and it's a tie game in a matter of two minutes. And I honestly thought the series was over. Yeah. I thought they destroy us the rest of this game. We just don't show up, and it's a five-game series. Maybe, maybe we get a fifth. I think if they scored next goal. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And it's a miracle we buckled down, because we didn't look great. We mm-hmm. got the Bortuzzo goal, which we'll talk about, but we didn't look great. And I think it was a little bit of fortune, a mm-hmm. little bit of the hockey gods. Maybe we're feeling ourselves a little bit more than we have in playoffs past. If this is any other version of the Blues, we lose this game for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess credit, a weird sort of credit to them. You didn't blow it as hard as you might You didn't, blow, you didn't um, blow it. Good job, Blues. Later in the period, Robert Bortuzzo scores the go-ahead goal. Three and a half minutes left, assisted by Joel Edmondson and Tobert, Tobert, <laughs> Tyler, Tobert Bozak. Robert <laughs> Rortuzo scores. Uh, Patrick Maroon won a big board fight behind. He trailed it out to Bortuzzo at the blue line. Nice triangle passing sequence with Bozak. Uh, and Edmondson got the puck to Bortuzzo in the slot. Joe Thornton could not keep up with the speed of... Checks notes, Robert Bortuzzo, <laughs> as Justin texted us. Very funny. That very kid. good. Very, very good. He gets us. Uh, the old front hand, backhand, we all knew that J- Robert Bortuzzo had. Beats Martin Jones up high. Not good, Martin Jones. He's uh, bad. All four of these goals were real bad. And you know what? They were all high. Mm. Martin Jones is a little bit of a scarecrow Just move. Friggin' saying, actually, I don't know if you saw the text, but um, aforementioned, previously mentioned Justin, texted us a picture of uh, Martin Jones's stats, his like zone map stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, high glove, seven forty mm. in the playoffs, seven seventy six in the regular season. He's actually worse. <laughs> Uh, um, low glove, 1,000 in the playoffs. Hasn't been beaten low glove, 865 in the regular season. Also, Fox Sports Midwest has a typo and called it a love glove. So apparently when you shoot at his condom, rarely beaten. <laughs> so there's, there's your little factoid about Martin ew, Jones. Fucking ew. <laughs> Most work 97% of the times. Martin Jones, 1,000% of the time. It's a breakthrough in technology. Non-condom breakthroughs. I couldn't think of the word for... You know, whatever. It'll come to me. I'll just shout it out later in the podcast. Sexnology. Yes. Uh, high blocker, he's got an 883 save percentage. Low blocker, 930. Five hole, 878. I guess the rest of the saves he's made are just chest. But you want to go high glove on this dude? And guess what? We did that a lot. Mm-hmm. High glove, high blocker. We've done that a lot this series, and we did it a lot today. And it went great results. Thank you for the awesome stats, Stat Man Justin. Not to be confused with Scat Man John. I didn't feel real scared about this game after 3 2. Yeah. Usually I, I would, I didn't tonight. They felt like they were definitely more in control. Keith Jones thought we were dog shit in the first two periods. Yeah, I'll have you know we went 50% <laughs> of the course C4 in all areas of the ice. He went on a long tangent the towards period. the end of their broadcast about how the Blues won a game they didn't deserve after the first two periods. 
And I guess you can say that, but... I get that he was looking at the second period in terms of, like, we let two goals in real quick. One was shorthanded. General look, sure. not great. Awful, awful two, three minutes period. We hated it. We thought the Blues were going to lose the game off of those two minutes, for sure. And I believe we were right to believe that. But after that, they buckled down, and the rest of the period was actually pretty solid. Um, I think we ended up out shooting them that period. Third period, we buckled down even more. And in fact, we have like more block shots in that period than I think we did in the first and second combined. Yeah, I don't know what the weird narrative was that like we looked like dog shit through the whole second period because it wasn't it wasn't I there. I I honestly think I mean Corsi, we can talk about it. You already mentioned it doesn't paint this picture necessarily, but I thought those were our worst five minutes, mm-hmm. and the rest of the game we just kind of deserved to win. Yeah, I don't like the weird thing where they were like the Blues just barely eked this one away. Yeah. I get it. I get where that's. I get where that narrative to, is coming. To be from. honest, that leans into the San Jose bias mm-hmm. pretty hard. Didn't we come out of this game feeling pretty good? I mean, in terms of like, I did. Whenever you win a game, you're gonna have the momentum. But like, if you eke one out, you might not really have that momentum. Well, I even said to you at one point, and I feel I said, like we hey, do listen, have it. We can't do the negative thing. We won this game. We deserve to win this game. <laughs> and I think that's true. So, I mean, Oscar Sundquist scored late in the third period on a crappy backhander that Jones should have stopped. Um, and that made it 4-2, and that's how the Blues won. He obviously missed an empty netter later or earlier. He missed an empty netter at some point. After, yeah. After when he was this. trying to make it 5-2, um, yeah. But, we yeah, out, I mean, shots were even. We out danger, high danger chance them 10-6. to six. It just... I don't think there's an argument for this as a game that we stole. We got better Other as it went that we on. We fought that momentum break. I mean, we we fucked up for five. Minutes. Oh yeah, nobody's no questioning that. We beat the shit out of them on Twitter, but I don't think sixty minute game. You, uh, I know you don't, but Keith <laughs> Jones honestly thinks the Sharks were better for more of these sixty minutes. I don't see it. They were even talking about the Thornton line. That's the line that got scored on by Bortuzzo. I believe they were out there for the Sunquist goal. Like, they looked like dog shit. Yeah. Just... Which is a surprise because, you know, Joe Thornton's so good. But also, oh my he's God. ancient. Da, 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 da. The dude moves like sand. I, <laughs> I sure does. I mean, he's not good. There's you a reason th- he's on your third line. You think they'd be playing him on the third line if he wasn't bad? Probably, honestly, probably third line is like, we have to put you here and not the fourth mm-hmm. line because you're Joe Thornton. Does he Would have be one my more, guess. Does he, he's doing one-year contracts, right? Yeah. Just fucking retire, dude. Just get the fuck out of here. If you don't win, if you win the cup, good. Well, obviously, get yeah. Out. But, like, one of the things I hate most is when people, athletes don't know when it's time. Because mm-hmm. it's like you've had... Especially for a guy like Joe Thornton. 21-year career, dude. You've had more than any player could ever have. And he's not really chasing anything in terms of milestones. Patrick Marlowe, if he plays like one full season and like half a season after that, mm-hmm. will play more NHL games than any hockey player ever has. And That's crazy. If, if I'm Patrick Marlowe, I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. If, if I can find a team that'll employ me, I mean, he's got the contract next year. But if I can find any team that will sign me, fucking doing it. Because yeah, that's just a nuts whatever. That's like guaranteed Hall of Fame. Like, he probably deserves it anyway. But how are you going to keep him out if on top of everything else he's done, he's the fucking longest playing player of all time? Um, but, like, I don't think Joe Thornton has that many statistical milestones. He's a little overrated historically, honestly. I mean, a lot of assists... Not a lot of anything else. And that's all he's got left is his hands. Yeah. I mean, that's a great asset to have. I but like, I shouldn't say he's overrated. I'm bitter. He's a phenomenally <laughs> good player. But, like, Doug Wilson constantly makes the case about he should be in the 100 greatest players of all time. Maybe, but there's a reason he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he was Russian like it was with yeah. Evgeny <laughs> I was like, and it's not Evgeny Malkin. But, yeah, it's like, ugh, he's like a borderline if he is. Yeah, they, which great, hundred greatest players of all time. I'll take ninety seven, mm-hmm. but like, the more I looked at the Sharks' depth before we played them, and even in the first game, I was like, "This is scary." And the more I look at it, the more I'm like, "This is just 
a blues team. Like, they could all show up, and that'd be scary as shit. Or they could just kind of disappear. You could just have yeah. Logan Couture scoring, and that's it. And that's not good enough. The other thing with the Sharks, there's they're such a blues team. They're such a blues team. Well, in a lot of ways, yeah. They don't have the elite team. They don't have the elite player. The, Logan Couture is very good. Very good. Mm. Not elite. Not elite. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, but there's just like there's a chasm between very good and elite, mm-hmm. and it's a hard to define chasm, but it's very there. And Logan Couture clearly has not crossed it. Even like playoffs, cocaine addled Logan Couture <laughs> doesn't cross that. Joe Thornton obviously nowhere near it at this point in his career. I don't think Brent Burns or, or Eric Carlson are. Mm-hmm. There are parts of their game that are, but. It's a team full of really good players, and that's great. But you can beat a team full of really good mm-hmm. players. And again, they're not great defensively. They've scored the most, the most goals in the postseason, I believe, thus far. But they've also given up the most goals mm-hmm. in the postseason. And I think the Blues are better defensively. Just buckle down like they did. Get your opportunities against Jones. He sucks. <laughs> and you'll win. I really hope, I really, really want them, obviously, to win game three. Get that 2-1, make them start questioning themselves, make them start making those weird little changes they got to make then, and I think they crumble. I'm starting to feel a little more confident than I did before. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I've said this a couple of times this playoffs. I think the Blues are beating themselves if they get bounced. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm not, again, I will never say, we could be up 3 to nothing. And be up three goals in the third period of Game 4 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. And I would still say, heavy if. Heavy heavy. This is a if. big if if we win the Cup. <laughs> but, but, and I'm not saying we are. Real, I'm mm-hmm. really, this is a 1-1 series. We could get blitzed in Game 3. And it's a whole different show. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a team left that's just better than us. I think as good and hot as the Bruins are right now, we're better than the Bruins, top to bottom. We're definitely better than the Bruins. I don't know who the hell Noel Achari is, but nobody <laughs> does. Nobody does. And that's kind of the point. Like, I I just don't think there's a team in these playoffs who is flat out better than the St. Louis Blues. That's true. All the teams, except for Carolina, are as, <laughs> are as good on paper. Yeah. And Carolina has been very good. That wasn't really a slight... At Carolina, it's just like their reputation hasn't caught up to their stature. Mm-hmm. But like on paper, all the teams are as good. But I don't think there's one that's clearly better. And so I think if if the Blues can play their best game, they can win this year. I'm not saying they oh, will. Oh, that's so scary. But they can. This is and why tonight I... we saw it because it wasn't really their best game. Mm-hmm. And they buckled down and got the job done. And I really like it. That is a good sign. The fact that they played, like we said, they got better as the game went on. But they didn't play a perfect game. And they still won. I think if you if you step back, especially win or lose this postseason, once the dust has settled a little bit, we, we step back and analyze this postseason from like a... a, a 5,000 foot view instead of like an in the middle of the mm-hmm. shrapnel view. This this franchise this year has done a lot of things that they've never done or very rarely done this, mm-hmm. this in recent memory. The game five against the Jets, not only did we come back in the game mm-hmm. from down two to nothing, but we we never win the game five after it's been two, then two. Mm-hmm. It's always we win two, and then they win two, and then they win two more. Yeah. And so we won that, and then we dominated game six and closed out the series. Instead of letting the wiggle room happen and letting them get to a game seven, even if we close it out, we stomped their ass in game six. And yeah, it was 3-2 at the end of the day, but it was not 3-2. Mm-hmm. Dallas, we won a game six facing elimination five times in a row that's knocked us out. Yeah. And five times in a row we looked like shit in those games, too. It's not been a five real close hard-fought matchups. Five times we just didn't show up. Normally game five is the close one. Game six is the heartbreaker. And game six... 
we played great. I can't even remember like the storyline of that game. Oh, that really, was that was Colton Preco slamming one into Bishop's collarbone. Oh fuck yeah, you're right. Thank you. But we won that game fair and square. Yeah, four one. And like that's a big win. And then we fucking dominated game seven. I'm like, liking hard, this team in elimination games. As as like frightening and terrifying as every second of that game was, there wasn't a moment where we deserved to lose it. And like I said at the time, like I was sitting outside after game after the after the uh, first period OT one of OT was <laughs> over, and I was thinking this is a a crime, this is an injustice if we lose it. So my point in saying all that is this team's doing stuff we've never seen it do before. And I'm not saying that that means that they'll do the big thing we've mm. never seen them do before. We're very far from that. But we're also two more wins away from getting to somewhere in this team has never gotten in the modern era mm. since the original three seasons. And that's big. And it's so scary. I know. This is why but, I always feel like they're not going to make it. Even if they look good, like you mentioned, even if they're you know an outstanding team, it's because in my in my life I've never seen them get further than this point. And I know that there's not much left to get to, but it's the biggest thing to get mm-hmm. to. And I've never seen them get this. Most people listening, unless you're unless you're very old, have not seen this. Yeah. Or if they or if they were alive for it, they don't remember it. Like they haven't seen this team get past the third round and it's inconceivable to me that they would i want them to they can but it's inconceivable it's almost weirder to me that they could get to the stanley cup final Mm -hmm. than that they could win the stanley cup that's what i mean only because like i've thought all the time about what it would be like for this team to win the stanley cup you know Mm -hmm. and so i had the mental image of Ryan O'Reilly or whoever, you know, whoever it's been throughout the generation. Brad Boys lifts the cup. Holding the cup and handing it to Brad Shaw. But um but like the the concept of getting to the cup final. Oh, it's just no. us and some other team and that's it. And you're like, there's no more other you teams. You like play a game and then you're like, well, who's the game on tomorrow night? And if there isn't one, because you're the only game. Oh, the- Elation mixed with just fucking torture. Oh, God, it'd be awful. But let's have it. I hope we experience it. And here's the thing. We're facing Martin Jones at the end of the day. Don't let that man be in the cup finals. Do not let it happen. And also at the end of the day, we can beat Martin Jones. Oh, yes, please. Whatever the Sharks pluses, they still got Martin Jones, man. Mm -hmm. And he showed it tonight. He's not a good goalie. He didn't make saves he needed to make to keep this team in the game. And you need three more three more games where you just outplay Martin Jones and play even with the rest. Jordan Bennington will beat Martin Jones just mm-hmm. straight up in this series. Flat out. He looked really him. good tonight. He made some real the, big the saves at the end. The two goals were a little sloppy, but they were also both crappy breakaways. Mm-hmm. And he looked fine the rest of the game. That's the nice thing about him. It's just like our game. Didn't start out great, but he rebounded. And the thing with Bennington, the puck n- touch wood, as the Brits say, but the the puck never gets into those like black holes of space that Jake Allen had, which just like there was a moment today even where it was like blocker between the blocker arm and the chest, mm-hmm. there just wasn't space there. So it was like an awkward looking save because it wasn't really with the blocker and it wasn't really with the shoulder. Yeah. But it wasn't going into the net either, you know? I just think at the end of the day, as long as you're facing Martin Jones, you got a fighter's chance. <laughs> I really hate Martin <laughs> Jones. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a series you can win. We're not there yet yeah. it's well, the, a lot of the work. blues have fucked up before and they fucked up much hard much easier things than mm. this so i'm never gonna i'm never gonna give them credit before it's due yeah. but go out and win game three and we'll talk <laughs> um Meet back here. we won't talk possibly wednesday night because mm. you have activities so <laughs> our our scheduling is kind of on the fly we'll try to keep you posted on twitter mm. Could be a late Friday podcast. Could be a Friday. Could be a Saturday. 
I could do a solo on Wednesday if it's warranted. Maybe we'll win by 17 goals and Ian will feel compelled to drive out here after his nighttime activities. <laughs> you don't know. You never know. We don't know what the future holds. 17 goals. And no one knows where the ninja goes. But I do know that we're <laughs> facing Martin Jones, and that's all right with me. Mm. Good night, everyone. He sucks. Master Joel and me tell each other fairy tales.